Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell-Clater. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today our very special guests are Daniela Palouse and Rotarian Big Dave Kruger, and we'll be chatting about the return of the Pleasant Valley Library. It sounds like one of those old radio adventure shows, and now the return of the Pleasant Valley Library. I'm thinking Netflix. A new series. So anyway, welcome, Daniela. You've been here before in the studios here at Radio Rotary, and Dave Kruger, of course, is the spouse of our producer, Kathy Kruger, and he's also our substitute co-host right. when you're not around. Good morning, so. Joe and Sarah. Nice to be back. But right. this Daniela, today, hello. we are talking about the Pleasant Valley Library and what happened, which was very tragic, but how, just like the phoenix from the ashes. Right. So let's say hello to Daniela. Hello. Thank you for having me on. It was our pleasure. And tell us about uh, the saga that you folks have been going through with the Pleasant Valley Library. Tell us what happened last election day. Well, on the morning of November 6th, I thought that I would drop my children off at school, go vote, and then head on into work like I normally would on a random Tuesday. At the library. At the library, where I'm the director. I've been there almost 20 years now. Wait, wait, wait. This, this, this requires a song. Marion. Oh, my gosh. Madam Librarian. Daniel. We could have avoided that. Sorry. I, I try to control him. I, I don't know. know. Well, I think better Marion the Librarian than the Donna Reed character from uh, It's a Wonderful Life, who, you know, her worst uh, vision was without George. She librarian. becomes a librarian. Oh, no, that's uh, hilarious. I forgot about that one. Maid. Okay, so yeah. you're the librarian in Pleasant Valley, and you think you're just going to work, and what right. happens? And then Dave Kruger calls me. He's the board president. And he says, Daniela, I think we have a problem. The fire alarm went off. I think you need to get down here. And I just honestly couldn't comprehend that something that large had happened, you know, because fire alarms do go off occasionally. Sure. You know, one time a volunteer called the fire department because someone Who smelled like a toast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I, so I was like, OK, sure, Dave, I'll get there. And then like 10 minutes later, he calls again and he's like, no, no, I mean it. Like, get here. There's smoke coming out of the windows. And in the background, I could hear. So, Dave, you were already glass. down there then. Yeah, I got a call at about 645 in the morning that the smoke detector had gone off. And as Daniela said, occasionally alarms go off because cleaners come in and forget to reset something or, or no, no, who knows. So I got down to the library and there was smoke pouring out of the building. There were already fire trucks all over the place and it looked bad. And what could be worse than a building full of paper? <laughs> right. Unfortunately, uh, we just finished, to a fire. We had just finished our semi-annual book sale. So right. the building had been full of thousands of books in the basement. Those are all been moved out for the book sale. Regardless, because of the uh, old construction of the 150-year-old building, it was a real challenge for the firefighters. So a lot of a lot of paper books inside, a lot of wood inside, right? Well, they exactly. did blame the balloon framing uh, for a large part of it because they said it made the walls function as a chimney. Explain what that is, balloon framing. So that has nothing to do with the kind of thing you blow up for somebody's No, birthday. as I learned, it's a construction that was very common at the time that the library was built. Where Which was a six, 150 yeah, years ago? years ago. Oh, so it's between, there's about a 6 to 12 inch gap between the interior wall and the exterior wall. And so it acts as a 
chimney and just scoops the air up. So uh, the firefighters kept having to poke holes in the walls to pour water down to oh get boy. at the different areas that uh, the smoke was coming through. So, so it, there were a, pictures everywhere, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Uh, they were. It was all over the news, the local news and all the print papers. It was on Facebook, for goodness sake. People were snapping pictures. And it, and it had to be a sad thing watching all that standing on the sidewalk, basically, Dave Kruger. It was, it was horrifying. I mean, we saw person after person come up in tears. Kathy was consoling several of our staff members. And the whole town showed up. The supervisor, it was election day, so of course all the local uh, politicians showed up for their photo ops in front of the uh, <laughs> in front of the burning building. I must say it was very photogenic. Not to be missed. <laughs> exactly. It was very photogenic. We were right on the front page and we were right on Main Street on 44. So we, uh, we got great coverage for the wrong reason. And Daniela, how much of the collection was lost? Uh, almost all of it. Wow. Um, because the smoke damage was so severe that the cost, when we bid out for the insurance company, Company to two different vendors, the cost of cleaning the collection, it ended up being roughly $14 per volume. And with library discounts, you can get it brand new for roughly $16. So, so like, like the Phoenix of legend, the Phoenix mm. of old, you rise from the ashes, the community comes to bat for you folks, and tell us how you are bringing back the Pleasant Valley Library from this horrific fire last because November. Because it burnt, it, the whole thing, essentially, it was beyond uh, repair. We're probably going to need to gut the interior. We hope to be able to keep the historical exterior that so many focus groups told us were very important to our Main Street. Main Street's lost a lot of historical buildings in the past, so we really wanted to be able to keep that exterior. And, do, and will that be possible? We believe so, yes. Oh, uh, that's wonderful yeah. news. So, I thought that it was just a no, gone or the whole architect, thing was going to have to be taken away. We did hear 15 more minutes, we would have lost the whole building. Is that right? Wow. Wow. So how long did the fire go on? I just want to roll it back for a minute. How long did it burn? Hours. It, it took hours. But For the them fire to department put it out? told it's, us, yes, that we were very lucky because since it was election day, I didn't realize this, but apparently the way the fire departments get their volunteers is they ask people to sign up for particular days they might be available. And because election day was a hot, uh, not, you know, many places were closed, yeah. they had way more volunteers than they would have on a normal day. So there were more if people it, on deck, so to speak. Right. If it was not election day, it probably would have been a complete loss. Oh, so a boy. shout out to our great fire and Absolutely. all the people who came that day to, to help rescue the Pleasant Valley Library. And to, at the risk of their own lives, went in and got some very precious artifacts. Uh, even though the books couldn't be saved, some of the precious artifacts were saved. Right, Daniela? Oh, yes. In fact, they asked us. They, I think that they knew much quicker than we did the extent of the damage that was coming. And they ran outside really quick. And they said, do you have any first editions? Do you have anything that's priceless? And I said, I can repurchase books. But the heart of the community and the items is really the sense a mental value of things that local people have donated over the, over years. the years. The Dorothy Albertson quilt. There was uh, a globe that a spouse had purchased for her husband when he passed. Uh, there were many different items, uh, and they, they got them all out. And, you know, we're going to find out more about the great work of the community in Pleasant Valley, especially the staff and board of the Pleasant Valley Library and recovering from this disastrous fire in just a moment. But who keeps us from disaster there, Sarah O'Connell Clater, by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? Well, well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, and by the featured
Associated Rotary Clubs of Brewster Carmel, Clarkstown, Sunrise, East Fishkill, Fishkill Goshen, Highland Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Kingston Liberty, Millbrook Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. And we're back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Hi, this is Beth Jones of Third Eye Associates Limited, providing life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. We are a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Red Hook, New York. Contact us to see how you can put Third Eye to work for you. ThirdEyeAssociates.com or call us at 845-752-2216. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America and the Mark Agency. MHA is merging with the Mark Agency, so whether you struggle with addiction or your mental wellness, we can be your first stop. MHA and Mark, where anyone can get access to the full spectrum of mental health and addiction services without having to jump through unnecessary hoops. MHA of Duchess and the Mark Agency. Contact us at 473-2500 or check us out on the web at mhaduchess.org. You are not alone. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell-Clater, and welcome back to this segment of Radio Rotary. Thank you to all of our loyal listeners. I am joined in the studio by my co-host, Jonah Treepwasser. Hi, and let's also say thank you to our guests. Well, let's. We have the wonderful Daniela Police from the Pleasant Valley Library. She is the librarian and Rotarian and president of the Pleasant Valley Library Board, Big Dave Kruger. Hey, Sarah, nice to be here be back with you too. And Dave, you're also on the staff of Radio Rotary. Full yeah, disclosure. Yeah, yes. yes. So, <laughs> he, his dulcet tones can be heard on, on occasion. We have here. had Daniela here in the past, but this time we're talking about how the Pleasant Valley uh, Library, and for any of our listeners that are not aware, it burned several months ago. And election Day. Election Day. Yeah. And how the community has come together, and Daniela's been describing for us, and we'll, we're going to revisit some of the activities that the library's been doing, because it really is like the phoenix from the ashes. So, uh, the day after Election Day, you guys, probably the very same day, you started deciding how you're going to recover from this. And uh, Dave Kruger, as uh, president of the board... Uh, you marshaled uh, not only your board members, but the friends in the library and the great staff. And what was your first move? The first move was to have an emergency meeting that evening to get together the staff and the board and to uh, assure the staff that their jobs were safe. No one was going to be laid off during the recovery period. We had offers of help and assistance and sympathy pouring in all over the place. Everybody who could reached out to us. We also had, unfortunately, people showing up with books saying, where do you want these books we want to donate? And oh, said, yeah, we really have no place to <laughs> put them. We have no place now. to put it. We have no library right now. So oh, we assured boy. the staff. We marshaled our forces. We reached out. We tried to begin to put together a structure that would allow us to handle all of the offers of help and track everything. Daniela did a wonderful job with her staff. The friends have been incredible in terms of the amount of hours and time they've spent. And uh, and it, it, I couldn't tell you how proud we are of our town and how many people have reached the out The community to really came together. And, and you've been the recipient, Daniela, of an extraordinary donation of a new location. Tell us about that. Um, 
we within a week we started scouting out locations. We knew it was going to take at least two years to rebuild at a minimum. And what were we going to do? So uh, the chair of the uh, building committee, Joy Dyson, she uh, started reaching out to local community uh, groups that had uh, vacant spaces, and we toured them looking for a place to house our library for the next few years. And it was just great luck that the uh, where the old Grand Union had been, and which was a fresh food mart a few years prior, uh, was empty. In and Pleasant Valley. In so Pleasant you're Valley. Still able oh, it's to four do doors this. down. It, right down the road, mm-hmm. right, half a block from, yes, your, from exactly. your original location. And it was owned by the Rettle family, and they offered us rent-free for two years this space, which we never could have afforded the rent on, because I think it's important to note that one of the things I was preoccupied about that morning of the fire was that our budget was going up for a public vote for the first time in eight years. We had not had an increase in eight years, and we were asking for one. I hadn't budgeted for rent in it because I had no clue, obviously, when I drafted it, that uh, the library was going to burn down. Uh, And one of the ways you see the support of the community was that actually the budget did pass that day by the highest margin it had ever passed of a two to one. Oh, boy. Um, That's wonderful. On the downside, it didn't include anything for renovation or rebuilding. Recovery. Recovery or rent. So the Reddles ride to the rescue. Exactly. With a rent-free storefront for for the two years you're going to be out of commission at your main... I mean, one another can, example one, of the community exactly. and one, one members of the community. The Rettle family uh, enough for that extraordinarily. Generous well, and in donation. addition, they put in new tile, they put in paint, they put in new lighting, they updated the AC. We paid for some updates ourselves for electricity and right. some additional painting and tiling, but they were extremely generous and helpful. And how about reinforcing the floor because books are very heavy? Well, it's a one-story building, so oh, right. yeah, that cement. was okay. It's on cement slab. Okay. The other group that really helped us were our neighbors, the Presbyterian and the Catholic Church on either side of us, the First Presbyterian Church, the St. Stanislaus Catholic Church, um, the First Presbyterian Church, which was right next to the library, offered us an office. So we had immediately a command center from which to operate, which was, again, critical because we were dealing with utilities and vendors and suppliers and well-wishers. Well, let's face it. People don't really like uh, think so much, make the logic leap, but a library is a business, too. You you have operating costs, like you exactly. mentioned before, Dave. When the place burnt down, and you um, had that that evening had an emergency meeting, you needed needed to um, all come together, but also to reassure the staff that they still had jobs, and Absolutely. that 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 life was going to continue forward. So, um, but and, it's and an extraordinary yes. story of of tra- tragedy, and then community coming together, and community leaders stepping forward, and. Tons of volunteers pitching in and helping out. And as we tell to everybody, it's our first fire, so we really right. didn't know how to respond. Right. And Daniela did an incredible. And we hope your job. last fire. Right. We hope so. And Daniela but, has the Mid Hudson Library System come to bat for you. Um, they stored uh, a lot of the items. One of the things that we were able to save was anything that was checked out at the time of the fire. Oh, good point. So um, that was roughly 6,000 items. Really? And uh, as they started coming back to neighboring libraries, they stored a 
and shelved them for us and they kept track of them and they allowed me to send staff into their building so that we could um, process things and continue library business. And then the LaGrange Library, which is our neighbor library right down the road, let us set up a computer there so that um, things that our patrons still wanted, they could go to that library and continue to check out. So, I mean, they were amazingly generous to us. So talking about um, something you had mentioned in the last segment and for those just joining us, but um, and even if you're not, it's worth mentioning again. What were the firefighters able to save from the building? Um, things of sentimental value. We had the Dorothy Albertson quilt. She had been an educator uh, in the Hudson Valley and in particular in Pleasant Valley for many years. Uh, and there had been a quilt done in her honor. It had pride of place uh, heading up to the children's room. That was the first thing they cracked open was that plexiglass case to save that quilt. We had a donor quilt in the front room, you know, which everyone had purchased a square. We managed to save that. Um, We had the globe that we mentioned. There was a a picture, a three-dimensional picture that a captain had done of his ship that sailed the Hudson Valley over 100 years ago. They were able to bring that out. Some statuary, some other paintings and other things that had been donated over the years. Has all this been set up in the new location? No. Uh, It all needs smoke removal and remediation. Yeah, we're we're working our way through that. Mm -hmm. And and speaking of the new location, is it up and running yet? Can people borrow books? We started, we opened our doors on February 11 as a full service library. Which was library. remarkable. So less than Terrific. three months uh, it took us from the time we settled on the place. I mean, we were saying before Dave mentioned that he reassured the staff that, you know, their hours wouldn't be cut. If anything, we had to work round the clock uh, from the moment of the fire. And, but you did it. Yeah. It's just a remarkable story. And we're going to hear more about this remarkable story of the Pleasant Valley Library right after these important messages. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111, 338-9111, or normanstaffing.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate, to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, 
AARauctions.com is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to AARauctions.com, tell your friends about us, and please come back often. That's AARauctions.com. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater, and I want to welcome everyone back to this final segment of Radio Rotary. I'm in the studio with co-host Jonah Trebowasser and yes, jo- Jonah. We have Daniela Police, and uh, who is the librarian for the Pleasant Valley Library that burnt last fall but on Election Day, back. but like the phoenix from the ashes, and our very own Rotarian Dave Kruger, who happens to be the president of that. Board. So they, he got the call that the fire alarm had gone off on Election Day. I have a question for Dave. Go ahead. Which Rotary Club do you belong to, Dave? Pleasant Valley. What a coincidence. <laughs> yes. And where and when do you meet? We meet Tuesdays, actually the first, third, and if there is one, the fifth Tuesday of every month. And the location is usually at Madison's Pizzeria in Pleasant Valley at and 6 o'clock. if people are interested in joining the Fun, Food, and Fellowship of Rotary, should they come and say, Dave sent me? Absolutely. And if you're not <laughs> if you're not in the Pleasant Valley area but you're still interested in Rotary, go to Rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the Club Locator button, type in your hometown, and find out where your local Rotary Club meets and join us for service above self. Exactly. And you can meet great people like Dave Kruger, Kathy Kruger, Sarah, right? Sarah O'Connell Clater, and even Jonah. me. <laughs> and also work with great people like Daniela Police yes. of the uh, Pleasant Valley Library. And Daniela, welcome back to our third what segment. What a story. What a story this is. So yeah. the, the library, they, they it's a devastating tragedy fire right. that happens on Election Day. And um, because it was a high profile day, and as Dave pointed out, plenty of places were were closed for election day. There was so much coverage about this, too, more than normal. But also, there were a lot of volunteers, a lot more people handy, right, Danielle? Yes. Danielle, with the fire department and first responders, and they were able to recover a lot of the sentimental and artwork and things like that, quilts, things of value uh, outside of the books that were in the library. Yes, I made the point in emails that I sent out to staff, to the board, to the volunteers, that while they were devastated, stated that the interior of the library had burned and that the books were no longer available. I said, we're still here. Nobody got hurt. That's and the main that's thing. And that's the thing. We can rebuild a library. A library is not four walls and a collection of books. In fact, National Library Week is the week of April 9th. And the theme this year is uh, strong libraries equal strong communities. And I think that this tragedy points out the example of that. It I absolutely believe our does. community is stronger for this fire. And it helped a lot of people realize how important, whether they themselves use the library or not, how important the library was to their community. It really is kind of the heart heart and soul of a community. And that's our motto is actually, it's the heart of the community. And we have a list on our website of about 50 local businesses or organizations that have either had fundraisers, donated services to us. It's been amazing. Everything from Girl Scouts to anonymous donors making very generous donations and a lot of small donations on our website. There's a nice donate button. 
Go ahead, sir. Oh, PleasantValleyLibrary.org. Say that one more time. PleasantValleyLibrary.org. And right on the homepage, there's both a building update site where whenever anything big uh, changes, we post. But right prominently on the homepage is the donate button. Your donation is tax deductible because we're a 501c3 charity. And all the money that is raised this year is going to the rebuilding fund. And, and folks at home, and folks at home, get a pencil and paper. We'll have Daniela repeat that. Just because the, the original structure is in disrepair right. right now, you were able to reopen at a new location a couple of doors down. Tell us about that, Daniela. Uh, well, due to the generosity of the Reddle family, within three months of the fire, we were able to reopen as a full-service library, regular hours and everything that comes with that, all the services that we offer. Uh, and we have an area at the back that is a book sale room. So if anyone wants to bring down uh, books uh, or DVDs or music CDs to donate to the library, we have a squad of volunteers. They're called the Friends of the Pleasant Valley Library. Bless them. They've been amazing throughout this fire. I don't think we could have gotten up and running as fast as we did without them taking in all these donations, sorting through them. And so your donations will either go directly into the collection or we'll resell them and use the proceeds. You have, big, you have a big book sale, don't you? Is uh, it annually or biannually? Biannually. Okay. We usually do it in April and November. Uh, we've had to change the timeline this year to deal with the uh, influx of donations. So we just had it in March. And so now we're taking donations again to start to replenish more of the collection. Just in the months of January and February, due to all the books people donated, we both made $3,500 for the building fund selling the books that we didn't add. And we added 6,000 items to the collection. Oh, that's So are you, are you pretty much back up to... Uh, former strength as far as uh, the lending library? Oh, certainly not. No. We had 52,000 items that we lost at the time 000. of the fire. Wow. Mm -hmm. And uh, so between donations and what was out, we're probably up to about 12,000 items right now, but they tend to be the most popular items that people were looking for. You know, our listeners love to find out a little bit about our guests. Uh, Daniela Police, what made you become a librarian? Oh, I think I'm the cheesy person who walked into the job interview and said, I love books and I love people and I just love helping people find their books. And uh, <laughs> I worked at the New York Public Library from the time I was 14 on. And I always oh, knew right. I wanted so to. Yeah, I always knew I wanted to run a library. And so uh, my family lived up here and I said to them, if you ever see any job openings up here, you know, I'll leave the city and I'll come up because the connection in a small town is so different from in the city. Uh, so that was kind of where I was going. And um, the Pleasant Valley Library had an opening right as soon as I graduated from library school. And it was like love at first sight. And I've been there ever since. And so over the last 20 years, Daniela has hired every staff person and literally picked every book in our collection. Is that right? So she is in charge. She is the town librarian. It's more than uh, just a, a casual title. She really is. The other thing I'd really like to mention, Joni, is we were in the process of expanding and renovating our library because we loved it You to had death. a capital campaign going on. We had on. a capital campaign going on. We had approval from the town You were town collaborating with your neighbors we're, we're, on either side of we you. Were close I to be, all that. Exactly. Yeah. We were close to beginning to renovate and expand the library to meet the needs of the community. So now all of that has to be redone. So we're working with a very talented uh, architect and we have to basically start from scratch so we have we have to redo a lot of the work, but we also have a lot more opportunities. And I think Daniela uh, mentioned that you're going to be able to save the exterior of the building. It's, what, 150 years old, Daniela? Yes. It 
it's just shy a few years of being a historical building in New York State, which will actually help in the renovation process because we... Oh, I certainly hope so. Mm -hmm. Let me throw a controversial uh, question on the Mm -hmm. table here. How relevant are libraries in the day of everything online? You know, people are staring into the screens. The kids are staring at their phone. I know old geezers like me still love to read books. I still love to go to the local library, as I have for the past 60 years. If Danielle's eyeballs aren't bulging out of her head, (laughs) mine are, because how relevant are they? You yes. take it away, Danielle. Tell us. I would like Tell to say us. that when <laughs> ebooks first started to become a popular thing, many news outlets, uh, you know, wrote articles by people who hadn't set foot in a library in a while, you know, tolling the death knell of the public library. Had they bothered to set foot in any of them, they would have seen that actually door counts are up because in today's disconnected technological society, uh, libraries are probably the only place you can go in your town that are welcoming and free and provide you with the things you need in your life. So I think if you're fortunate enough that you don't need a public library, you should still be generous enough to understand that there are members of your community who do and that, you know, if you ever do need it, it'll be there for you. Well, also, libraries have kept up with the in step with technology. And um, yes, although I would say that while we're always on the cusp of that, traditional library services are still the core because humans are humans, whether they've got an iPhone phone in their pocket mm-hmm. or they still read a regular book. Children still need story time. You know, therapy dogs are still available for those kids who need help reading. There are still people who need computers to do resumes, who Absolutely. are changing jobs midlife, who need help and that's what libraries That's what I wanted to hear that. And it's passion. the programming, <laughs> it's the adult opportunities. Uh, it, it's just amazing how busy our library is. And you know what, folks? Your library taxes pay for it. It's yours. Visit your local library. It's a wondrous place with terrifically dedicated people like Daniela Police and uh, Rotarian Dave Kruger. They're there waiting to make your life better. We'd love to see you. Radio Rotary is sponsored by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, Mark Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Center, Norman Staffing, Poughkeepsie Nissan, and the featured Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffern, Walkillies, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell-Clater, our producer Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer Mr. Jay Verzi, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. Visit your library. Hi, I'm Rotarian Adam Kane for Poughkeepsie Nissan. From the economical Nissan Versa to the luxurious Nissan Armada to the exciting all-new electric Nissan Leaf, we have the right car for you. Come see our wide selection of new and previously owned vehicles at Poughkeepsie Nissan, Route 9 in Wappingers Falls, and visit us at PoughkeepsieNissan.com or call me direct, Adam Kane at 866-703-2288. That's 866-703-2288. Poughkeepsie Nissan, lower prices and higher standards. This is Andrew O'Grady, board member of the Mark Foundation. Join me lunchtime, May 10th, at the Poughkeepsie Grand Hotel. The Mark Foundation will be honoring County Executive Molinaro, and our keynote speaker will be former heavyweight contender Jerry Cooney. Come hear all about his bouts with greats like Holmes, Norton, and Foreman, his recovery from addiction, and the great work he does to combat domestic violence. Come and meet Gentleman Jerry, a contender in the ring, a champion in recovery. For tickets, call 473-2500. That's 473-2500.